Hi, everyone. This is Natalie Pace. Thank you for joining me today. We're going to be talking about bonds, treasury bills, uh, inflation-oriented savings bonds, tips, and all things yield. Um, I think that the headlines on this are that there is a legacy of debt, high risk, low reward, and there's new debt that is moderate risk and high reward. So how do you swim between these two, one very perilous, one opportune rivers? That's what we'll be talking about today. I'll get started shortly. Remember, you can always watch this back at youtube.com forward slash Natalie Pace. Share with your friends, like, make sure you subscribe. I talk about all things money, financial freedom, uh, financial empowerment, stocks, bonds, gold, real estate, cryptocurrency, which I've all, all of this I've been researching for 20 years and with a very strong focus on healing our planet and sustainability. Thanks again. See you shortly. All right, so let's get started on our yield discussion. So as a reminder, you can always visit nataliepace.com for more data statistics, blogs, uh, information on free video conferences, here's what that page looks like. Here's the homepage. And of course, if you're interested in my new book, The Power of 8 Billion, the podcast, video conferences, uh, information on various television experiences, our next retreat, et cetera, even uh, other books, you can see it all there. All right, so where we're at right now is we're kind of in this river where there's a lot of swirling eddies. And on one side, you have really high levels of risk and low reward. So kind of like white water with massive rocks and waterfalls. And on the other side, you have calm, smooth sailing, pretty low to moderate risk and pretty good yield. So let's talk about how we can navigate around the waterfalls and the peril and into the calm water where, you know, we can have nice picnics. So here's an example of just the difference a year makes. Last year, munis, municipal high yield, uh, U.S. aggregate, treasuries, corporates and corporate high yields. As you can see, everything is almost double this year versus last year. And the reason for that is high interest rates. But that doesn't mean that you should take on high yield and go for the 10% because high yield means high risk, right? So, you know, be careful of just saying, okay, great, now interest rates are high. I can just go for any old bond or any old bond fund. That's not the case. So let's see what you should be doing instead and how you should be, um, you know, parsing between these two. So again, illiquid, negative yield, high risk, long-term old debt versus short-term reasonable yield, lower risk, new debt. And navigating between these two is going to require research and wisdom. So whether you, and again, most broker salesmen are broker salesmen first. So it's really important to make sure that the person that's helping you to navigate 
um, has no skin in the game, is not making a commission off of selling you something. So, um, you know, join us at our investor educational retreat. Feel free to reach out to me personally uh, through for an unbiased second opinion through our coaching sessions. This is critical because what do we mean by illiquid? You can't sell it to somebody else. If you have a high risk long-term bond and that company starts looking at it's going to go out of business, the value is going to drop the yield disappears and nobody is gonna take it off of you. So you lose and bonds are supposed to be the safe side of your portfolio. So it's really important for you uh, to make sure that the safe side really is safe. So as a reminder, bonds earned gains in the Great Recession and the dot-com recession. It was a very easy way to get safe. And you know we were saying overweight safe. So if you were uh, acting your age and overweighting safe, you know a lot of people earned gains in the Great Recession, the dot com recession, because the bond side performed so well. So what you need to do is to make sure that your safe side really is safe, because this time with a rising interest rate environment, that's not going to be the case. And the reason is that there is a negative correlation between interest rates rising and the value of bonds. So when interest rates are going up, the bond value goes down. When interest rates are getting cut, the bond value goes up. And that's why bonds did so well in the Great Recession and the dot-com recession is that interest rates started out high, they were being cut. And so the value of the bond that you held was increasing. Some people were able to sell their bond that they paid for 10, 15, 20, 25% more than they paid. And the reason for that was that people wanted the yield. That's not the case this time around because interest rates are getting cut and the value of existing bonds is going down. And bond funds are losing money. So you can't, you have to be really careful because a lot of people in their retirement accounts, the only thing that they have available to them are funds that have bonds in them. And a lot of those are gonna have a lot of the old legacy debt, the higher, uh, you know, higher risk, potentially negative yielding illiquid bonds in them. So you're gonna have to figure out how you can get safer than maybe some of the bond fund options that you're being offered. Now, this is just a reminder that bonds are, especially the legacy debt, illiquid and negative yielding. Um, as you can see in this chart, you know, S&P 500 stocks, gold, um, short-term T-bills, very liquid. Bonds, US bonds were very illiquid. And this was the case even before the pandemic in 2019. So as you can see, bonds were earning um, over 6% in the 30 year and over the 10 year, they're down significantly. So today there still remains inflation risk, duration risk, credit risk, interest rate risk, liquidity risk, yield versus cost risk all of this on what should be the safe side on your bond portfolio. And this is some of the leverage that I'm talking about. You know, um, if you would like this asset bubble chart, just email info at nataliepace.com with asset bubbles. 
in the subject line, we'll send it to you. Um, it was just updated a few days ago. As you can see here, you know, public debt is top 31 trillion. This is a number that most people are not looking at. 91 trillion in total debt and loans. 91 trillion. It's never been anything close to that. And that's why even though Ben Bernanke just won the Nobel Prize, there's been a lot of blowback on that because, you know, he used these Keynesian, let's just print up money and throw money at it. And um, a lot of people are wondering how we ever exit out of this. So over half of the S&P 500 is at or near junk bond status. A lot of people are not aware of this. And this includes a lot of banks and brokerages and insurance companies. Um, financial services doesn't typically do well in a recession. The higher the dividend, the higher the risk for most of these. But you are getting paid now to take on two-year treasury bills. And that's the interesting thing. I want to show you here the difference between the two-year and the 10-year. So if we look at the treasury, this is the treasury.gov website where we can look at the daily yields. What you'll see here is that two years are paying you 4.47%. And from there, it goes down. So if you went, uh, have a 30-year treasury bill, it's only paying you 4%. That's a negative yield. But basically what I'm saying is there's no reward for going longer than two years. In fact, it's a disincentivized. So be sure that you are indeed, if you are interested in T-bills, keeping the term short for now. Now there is one uh, treasury eye savings bond that is linked to inflation that is paying 9.62% between now and it resets on November 1st. If you get this purchase before November 1st, it's locked in for six months. We just got the most recent inflation reading and this is a bond that is tied to inflation. It's still very high. So November 1 is very likely to be very much in that same very high yield price range. Um, you must hold the bond for one year. They want you to hold it for five. You will get a three-month penalty on interest earned if you, uh, per, if you cash it in before five years. So these are all things to know about. It's also limited to $10,000, but this can add up $10,000 per year, especially at that kind of interest rate. And a lot of people, just FYI, are buying one for every single person in their family. They're both their kids, they're, you know, their sacred beloved, everything. So we are having a negative yield curve that is 100% correlated with recessions. I can pull that up for you and show you. So I'm gonna do a search on Fred yield curve. And here you can see that all of the gray lines are recessions. Let me pull up the max for you. And you can see that every time the yield curve went negative, we had a recession. So it's 100% correlated since 1970. And many people are saying that we're probably, um, if we're not already in a recession, the US is gonna hit one. 
Uh, most of Europe, Canada is expected to hit one. Of course, Russia is already in a recession. That's negative for stocks, which means in our sample pie charts, we're overweighting 20% safe. So we're pretending we're 20 years older than we are. And that means that if we're doing it right, we have that much money that is not going to be at risk of loss. Again, it's tricky because the bond side is losing money if you don't know what you're doing. So in general, you wanna keep the term short and the creditworthiness high. And that does mean that you need to know what you own. So if you own individual bonds, we need to do a stock report card on the company. We need to know the credit rating. We need to know when it comes to term. And if you're doing a bond fund, I would just say no personally at this point, because it's going to be including non, it can include up to 20% junk, in most even investment grade bond funds. And it could have a lot of this legacy debt and it's, um, we aren't guaranteed that it's gonna be short term. So also in, in terms of yielding stocks or dividend stocks, there's a big difference between companies that are in favor and industries that are in favor and industries that are not. So it's not surprising that we would see in our apartment REITs section that these companies are you know, really doing well. Revenue growth is strong. Net profit margin is very strong. That's very different. You know, Rents are at an all time high. And in fact, that's one of the reasons why inflation is so high is that our shelter inflation is too high. So you know, apartment REITs are very, very different than say commercial real estate where a lot of the uh, buildings are still empty. So there is a very strong focus on hybrid and work from home these days. These are some of the statistics from a recent survey. 70% um, of office workers think that hybrid models are fundamental to keeping people at work. Um, so this is a big deal because, you know, commercial real estate pre-pandemic was reliant on having workers in the office. So again, here's the apartment REITs. And when you look at the commercial real estate office buildings, they're not experiencing the same year, kind of year over year sales growth. And their debt is a real problem and their profit margins some of them are losing money, but the ones that are not losing money, most of them don't have much of a profit margin to boot. So again, even with dividend stocks, you have to know what you're going to own. You have to really understand the industry. And I wouldn't just blindly invest in high yield REITs, especially if they're private placement. We've seen real problems in that area. So again, the vacancies in uh, San Francisco, I believe they're higher than this because these vacancy rates that they're showing here may not include empty office buildings, empty office space that's actually available for sublease. And then there's the question of whether or not the tenants are gonna renew their leases or if they're going to downsize to the hybrid model. There might be opportunities in other countries so if we look at some of these other countries like uh, Peru and Australia, what we see is that they are giving us a pretty decent yield. 
So, you know, if you were to purchase banks in the US, you know, you might get 4% and you might have to take on a BBB credit rating, which is the lowest rung of investment grade. Here in Australia, you know, this one is giving you a closer to an 8% yield. And it's pretty similar with the uh, Peru fund, which is offering, I believe, above six. Let's take a quick look. Seven percent. So again, looking at opportunities potentially in other countries might be a way. Um, these are, you know, funds that have stocks in them. So you have to consider them on your at-risk side. It's not replacing your safety but it could be a way for you to get a little bit of a dividend, especially for your value slices. Also, I want you to think about a thing, bonds and yields in a different way because every bill you eliminate could be the best yield in a debt world. Is solar right for you? Do you live in a sunny state? People who live in sunny states, if they do it right and they take advantage of that 26% <coughs> tax credit, get their megawatt usage down so they can use fewer solar panels, their payback time might be four to seven years. And then if they've taken a two or $300 bill down to $35 a month, <coughs> that savings is like having a 20% yield on a bond. So this, if you, again, if you own your own home and you live in a sunny state and you plan on being there for another, you know, 20, 25 years, definitely consider solar because every bill that you can toss out the window, especially in today's world of high inflation and also supply chain disruptions, uh, that's going to be a positive for you. And that's the best ROI in today's world. Of course, if you are buy an electric vehicle and you power it with your own solar, then you could be getting a 25% yield on those solar panels. So electric cars can save half or more of gasoline costs and gas are near all, gas prices are near all time highs. And even if the war in Ukraine ends, we still have seen pretty elevated gasoline prices. Um, so I, I would just personally consider this. I, I, personally actually don't own a car because most of the places I go to, I can use mass transit and micro mobility and rideshare. And I like that more for the environment, but it's also really good for my wallet. So again, this is what our pie chart looks like. It's a sample. If you're 30, consider overweighting 20% safe due to the risk of a recession if we're not already in one. Consider value replacements, so maybe Australia or Peru um, for your dividends. And then in your HOTS, of course, you can consider uh, things that might remain buoyant like utilities or consumer staples or something that might go up if stocks continued uh, weakness like gold or silver. And then on the safe side, you have to know what is safe this year. And again, there's a lot of bad debt that um, that's not safe at all and is losing money and could potentially become illiquid. So yield is back, but it is tricky. 
Remember, you should be rebalancing once a year. And also that this nest egg pie chart system with regular rebalancing that I just showed you earned gains in the Great Recession and the dot-com recessions and outperformed the bull markets in between. So know exactly what you own and why and don't have blind faith that someone else is protecting you. If you register for our investor educational retreat in January, before Halloween, you're gonna get the best price and a complimentary private prosperity coaching session valued at $300. So um, reach out to us, just email info at nataliepace.com with online retreat in the subject line. Feel free to call us at 310-430-2397 as well. So again, is there going to be a recession in 2022? The U.S. is, um, most people believe, economists believe, we had two quarters of contraction in a normal world that would already be considered a recession. Um, but all of these countries are believed to experience a recession in 2022 or 2023. And stocks are very, very pricey in the U.S. So this, as you can see, the last two recessions, even the pandemic recession, stocks dropped by almost 40% within five weeks. In these recessions, the stocks dropped more than half. And if the bonds are losing money, you really have your wealth at risk. So now is the time to protect both the safe side and the at-risk side. So the Dow lost more than half in the Great Recession, and the NASDAQ fell 78% in the dot-com recession and took over 15 years to crawl back to even. So again, we'd love to see you at the retreat. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just show you a couple of things on the homepage of nataliepace.com. First thing is we are hosting a real estate masterclass this Saturday. So whether you are interested in buying real estate, you're worried about real estate, you didn't buy real estate, you wish you had bought real estate, um, your rent is too high, you're trying to figure out solutions. This is a class that can help you to understand real estate, the risks, the rewards, and how you can navigate going forward. Because obviously we're in a very tricky time for real estate. With regard to the investor educational retreat, it covers nest egg strategies, what's safe, including a brief overview on real estate, not as intensive as our real estate masterclass that's this Saturday. And also how to get hot and how to get more safety involved. So if you really want to learn the life math that we all should have received in high school and college, that's the thing that you should be registering for. And again, register for it now. If you're worried that you have too much at risk or that you have a lot of bonds and they might be risky, then you need to get a second opinion now. Why do I say my second opinions are unbiased? Because I don't sell financial products. I don't have any skin in the game, no incentive to sell you something. I want you to know what you own very clearly. In fact, I color code it and say, this is toxic. This is good. You could do better here. I give you a blueprint you can follow. You're the boss of your money. It's hard to be the boss if you don't know what you own, but if with this information, you can be the boss and you can make sound data-driven choices. So we would love to see you at the retreat. I'm happy to host you uh, in one of my um, unbiased second opinions. Just email info at nataliepace.com or call 310-430-2397. Also, be sure to join me on social media where I do post daily money tips. So 
subscribe at youtube.com forward slash Natalie Pace. We have free video conferences just like this one once a month. You can check it out on my Apple podcast if you prefer to listen rather than to watch. Uh, um, I also have all of the social media links. So I do post a lot on Instagram, Twitter for the daily money tips, which is on my feed on the homepage. Um, and all of the other ones that you might see here. There's the YouTube, there's Facebook as well. So um, I'm gonna go ahead and stop it here for now. And um, I will see you again at our next video conference. Thank you so much for joining me. Again, this is Natalie Pace and yield is tricky, but it is back. <laughs>